Welcome to Tucson New Thought. The first time I sang that song, I really had a hard time. And I sang it many, many years ago. Long, long before I ever became a minister, I was singing it in centers on a Sunday. And it's just one of those songs that just has always stayed with me. And I feel like it, on Father's Day, like, it's just a great song. It's a great song and so evocative of really what we all go through as parents, as children that there comes a point in all of our lives where we have to be able to release, let go, and allow the flow of life naturally, easefully, and effortlessly. Ernest Holmes writes this. When we put our trust in external things alone, we are certain to become disillusioned. For a person may have a fortune one day and lose it the, the next. He may have a position of high power and suddenly lose all public acclaim. When we put our trust in external things alone, we are certain to become disillusioned. There's an interesting thing he has done here that really caught my attention. Because we talk a good game about how we're looking to give over to trusting in only the infinite, to trusting in only that which is eternal. And he writes here, when we put our trust in external things alone, that's the key word. That's a key word. Because he's not saying that we must let go of putting our trust in external things. He's saying we need to start to look at the external things in our lives and trust that there is a message in that. When we put our trust in external things alone, we are certain to become disillusioned. When we put our trust in external things with the understanding that those external things are the infinite nature of love expressing at their level of acceptance and awareness, life gets better because we then fall into that understanding that I talked about before. We know who we are. We know that we are that infinite power embodied at the level of our understanding of it. There is a deeper truth to all experience and existence. There is a deeper truth to everything around us. There's a, there's a deeper truth to the drum. There's a deeper truth to the keyboard. There's a deeper truth to the lectern. There's a deeper truth to you and me. We are one. We are, all of us, connected. Each and every one of us. And so that relationship of connection can sometimes feel like when we let go, when we let go, that, we don't, that, 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 that there is a lack of faith in the flow of the lives of every single person we encounter. I've had to let go of things in my life. Have you? What are you placing your trust in is a big question today. What are you placing your trust in? Do you trust those indications all around you that might suggest our world is falling apart? I'll tell you, watch any news program, and you can be very easily convinced that the entire world is falling apart. But you know what? It's not. It's not. We only become aware of those few things that we see. thinking, do I dare bring this up? Of course. I have to. I have to. Someone reached out to me last week after watching our video 
on, uh, on YouTube. And they left a message for me that was very disparaging of the nation of Islam. They said, you know, if you keep doing the candle for Islam, we're out of here. And it really took, me, took my breath away in that moment, because I thought, here's, here's an opportunity to know something more. That what we see on the news is not representative of the nation of Islam at all. There are 1.8 billion Muslims in this world. And five one-thousandths of one percent, I actually did the math, because I had a long response that I was going to send, but I never sent it. So I thought, I don't need to engage in this. I know, I know what I stand for. I know who I am. But here's what I know. Five one-thousandths of one percent is what we see on the news of extremists who are utilizing a faith philosophy in a way that is destructive. And you know what? Muslims are not the only one, ones who do that. Islamic extremism is to Islam as the KKK is to Christianity. Think about it. If anybody watches the West Wing, you know that I totally lifted that out of the West Wing, right? <laughs> yeah. There's always something more to know. Because I am very serious when I say that the golden thread of every single faith philosophy is love. I, that I, I wear that on my sleeve, that understanding. So I do not trust indications around me that suggest that this world is falling apart. I don't believe that. I believe that my energy and my focus and my leaping into faith creates a better world for everyone. But then it makes me think, and I have to ask this question of every single one of us, do you trust every thought that crosses your mind? <laughs> we teach a philosophy that thoughts create, right? Your thoughts create your experience. That is, a, that is a fundamental aspect of our philosophy. Thoughts create. Thoughts have to be backed by your belief in them to create. So every thought, I, I have random thoughts. Random thoughts by Jack Handy. Remember, that's, that's a random thought, right? From Saturday Night Live. Um, not every thought that I think about creates in my experience because not every thought is backed by a belief. But the ones that are backed by belief, boy, howdy, look out, because those are going to create. It's going to show up in my experience. So do you trust every thought that crosses your mind, or do you approach life from a different perspective? Today's spiritual practice, today's practical tool that I'm going to offer is this. It's very simple. Three or four words in basically three statements. Release, let go, allow. Release, let go, allow. When we do this, it lands us in a place of questioning. And I believe, for me, that is one of the great benefits of the New Thought tradition, is that we encourage questions. We don't say we have all the answers. Here's what I always say. I have found a faith tradition that works for me. And I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. And if you're in alignment with that, awesome. But what is most important to me is that you understand what it is that you believe and go on the path of understanding your beliefs because those are the things that are creating your life. 
It is not up to me to tell you what to believe at all. And I would say if there is any faith tradition that is telling you what to believe, perhaps think about it differently. There is no single authoritative voice. There is only the flow of spirit as us that creates the authoritative voice as us. And that's challenging for some people. I say every single week, we are God. Ooh. Blasphemy, right? Talked about blasphemy a few weeks ago. It's challenging for people to hear that. But you know, when we get that, like I said before, it gets rid of every ism. It gets rid of every phobia because I understand who I am. I understand who you are. And when I see that we are all equal in this expression of life, it doesn't matter what those outside circumstances are. It doesn't matter what your life looks like. I know the truth about you, that you are magnificent. And I will never judge you for the circumstances of your life nor should we judge anyone else for the circumstances of their lives because you know what? We're all going through it. We all have stuff we're going through. I think there's a little part in all of us that wants parental figures that have the answers. The problem is there are no definitive answers, only answers that we discover for ourselves that we make definitive in our lives. To find these answers, we have to let go. We must let go of old thinking. We must let go of stagnant ideas from days past. We must let go of old hurts and live in forgiveness. That's a challenge for a lot of people. Forgiveness. Very challenging. But you know what? When you find your place, find yourself in a place of forgiveness for whatever it is that you feel out there has wronged you, you find that love in your heart and you lead with love, it just, it lightens your entire life. Forgiveness is weighing only, well, the lack of forgiveness is weighing only one person down, the person who is not forgiving. It does nothing to that other person. Ernest Holmes wrote, you have to lose your hate if you wish to find love. You have to let go of everything that is unkind if you wish to discover kindness. You even have to surrender fear if you wish to discover faith. We are given choices at all times, love or hate, fear, faith, kindness, unkindness. We get to decide how we are going to proceed in life and it is not contingent upon any person out there. There's absolutely no activity that any person out there that can have any effect on you except to the degree that you allow it to have an effect on you. So if you are met with fear, the great antidote to fear is loving kindness. Be the loving kindness when you are met with fear from someone. I hold love in my heart for the person that wrote that particular message to me because I understand that there is a misinformation on, there's misinformation there. And as we educate ourselves, as we question those things we think we know, we become greater expressions of this divine power at the level of our understanding of it. A seeming challenge out there is always rooted in a consciousness in here. So my work, and I invite you to consider this work if you so desire, is to let go of any idea of power, tacit or explicit, in anything out there. It has no power. Nothing out there has power. 
only your understanding of it and the power we grant to it. Why might I hold on to the idea, though, that something out there has power? Uh, you ready for this one? Ego. That is, a big, that is a big motivator for people to hold on to the idea that things out there have power over them. Because you know what? You get to walk through life going, look how much I have to deal with. And you get sympathy. You get, you get empathy. You get people to commiserate with you. And you know what? All you are doing in that expression is passing on the idea that this is a way to live life. I absolutely choose not to do that. I don't want people to empathize with the hurts in my life. I don't want people to commiserate with the things out there that have gone wrong. These things do nothing except keep that issue present in my own mind, and when I do that, it becomes present in my experience. That thing that I keep present in my mind continues to be present in my experience until I make a new choice. The learning, for me, is that it is all choice. I am reminded in every interaction with any issue that I live an infinite choice around the matters of my life. Part of that choice, too, is to know this. I am not a doormat. No one is a doormat. Do not let people walk all over you just because you think you're living a spiritual life and a life of love. It does not mean that you lessen yourself in any way. You are a person of power. Each and every one of us is a person of power. Stand firm in that power, knowing that that power is backed by love. Last week, I talked about the lead, what we lead with. We lead with something. The predominant energy in our lives is the lead. That is the manner, the manner in which it express, is expressed is rooted usually in our belief system. Sometimes we are aware of it, sometimes we are not aware of it. I encouraged us, each and every one of us last week, to lead with love, to step into that spark, spiritual practice and acts of random kindness. To lead with love. Because when we lead with love, we are met with only love. That's what I believe. Because everything that comes into your experience is a reflection of that which is in your mind. That's the law of attraction. Have you ever bought a car? Is there anyone who has not bought a car? You, oh, well, of course, my, my nephew at 16 has not yet bought a car. You will have this experience, though. So you buy a car, right? So my husband and I, we bought a Kia Sorento uh, a couple months ago. And I had never had an awareness of Kia Sorentos until I bought a Kia Sorento, and then as I drive, you see every Kia Sorento on the road. That's not a mistake. That's the law of attraction because your mind is now rooted in the ownership of a Kia Sorento. You begin to see it all around you. Now, the quantum field would suggest that you have created all those Kia Sorentos around you, right? <laughs> I don't know, I'm not going to talk quantum physics today, but I will someday, to the degree that I understand it, which I really don't, but I like to pretend I do. The thing is, when we buy that car, we start seeing it everywhere, not because there's suddenly a rush of sales on that particular make and model. It's a reflection of the experience of the predominance of thought. So if you want to see and experience love all around you, buy into love as the root of your mind. If we are noticing a 
predominance of things that are detrimental to our experience of life or destructive to us in any way, either physically or mentally, our work then becomes the letting go of the things in mind that draw those things into our experience. One thing I will say around that is letting go is kind of a, it's kind of an idea that can be hard for people. Because what I have also come to understand in these many years of ministry, and it took me a while to get here, but I'm going to let you all have the shortcut. You actually can't stop believing something that you've believed. There are going to be new thought ministers who are going to say, what? That is absolutely not in alignment with what we teach at all. Once you have believed something, it is always rooted in your mind as a belief. You cannot stop a belief that you've had. What you can do is crowd it out with other beliefs that let go of the hold that that belief can have on your life. If this cup was filled with muddy water, imagine that muddy water are the erroneous beliefs in my life that I am looking to let go of. How do I do that? Well, I could try to pour the, the muddy water out, but then I'm left with nothing. If I pour clean water into the cup and let it overflow, and let it overflow, the more clean water I pour into that cup, the more that muddy water dissipates. And eventually, I will have a perfectly pristine, clean cup of water. The same is true of our minds. The more we pour into our minds loving thoughts, kind thoughts, thoughts rooted in the understanding of who we are, thoughts rooted in forgiveness, the more we negate the hold of any past belief that we may have had. So don't work so hard to try to get rid of beliefs. Know that you have the power to crowd those beliefs out. And that's the homework. I always, I always give homework every week. This is life homework, though, because I usually say, try this out for a week. No, no, no. Today is going to be life homework. Today is going to be, let this become a new paradigm for you, that when a thought comes up that is not in accordance with what you would like to experience, that you stop yourself in that moment and say, I know who I am, and I am going to replace my, my thinking process right here and right now with something that is in alignment with what I would like to experience. But you have to be diligent. You have to be on top of it at all times. Oh, exhausting, isn't it? It is at first. But as you do it, it becomes easier and easier and easier. And so that's what I'm going to offer today as your homework. Crowd out that which no longer works for you. Let go of that which no longer works for you and replace it with something that does work for you because that, at the end of the day, is how we can lead with love in our hearts. Namaste. Thank you for listening. Visit TucsonNewThought.org for updates on everything that's happening at the center. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Tucson New Thought. Namaste.